0: Shit!
1: Don't
0: bullshit Bullshit. 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 Fucking bullshit. 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 It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Bullshit. Where would we be without our safe, familiar American bullshit? Land of the free, home of the brave, the American dream. All men are equal, justice is blind, the press is free. Your vote counts. Business is honest. The good guys
1: win. The police are on your side. God is watching you. Your standard of living will never decline. And everything is going to be
0: just fine. Welcome back to The Bullshit Filter. Tonto, my uh, little Indian friend, how are you today?
1: I was fine until about five seconds ago. Thanks for asking. Sorry, How Native
0: you? American friend. <laughs>
1: That's right. 16% or something like that. I can't remember, but it's genuine.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure, it is. Yeah. Uh, you survived uh, your weekend trip to the Beltway, I gather.
1: Not only did I survive, uh, survive, I thrived. I spent the whole weekend doing paintball. Um, for everybody else, it was entertainment. For me, it was practice uh, for when, they, when the country comes tumbling down. I will be ready to go. I will be ready to uh, paintball my way to freedom. I don't know exactly what you call it, but I had a lot of fun. I've never done that before. Have you paintballed?
0: Now, just to past? be clear, knowing yeah. you, when you're talking about
1: Dipping my shoot. testicles. Oh, oh, what are you
0: dipping oh, your you testicles know. in blue paint and then uh, teabagging someone to uh, right. leave evidence? Right. They wake yeah. up, they're drunk, they wake up, they got blue lips. They're like, What? Like,
1: Aha, you've been smirked. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, my, my boys and I have been uh, played paintball a number of times. It's right. sort of an annual tradition we've done since they oh. were 15. Cool. <clears throat> so we've been talking about doing it again at a different facility here so a lot of fun you, we normally come out of it covered in bruises like head to toe oh. bruises do you have the bruises
1: uh-huh. i got a couple but uh as usual like during sex i give more than i get so uh i'm nimble i'm quick but it was a lot of fun and You're a lot small, of the balls
0: didn't hard right. to shoot
1: <laughs> i think the word you're looking f- no that's actually right yeah okay never mind
0: yeah okay oh, that sounds like we should do that next time we get together as a paintball that'd be fun that would- get get all of your get all of your angst out no, that, that you've been building up over the years <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry. you come out with just two guns like schwarzenegger and just you yeah. <laughs> uh, <I'm ready. laughs> you keep that on your desk oh, that's how uh, you're going to defend so yourself like when the civil war breaks out yeah. you're going to be standing it's not the in.
1: best plan I'm still I'm still I'm working on it I'm working on it this is
0: phase one phase one for people for people listening to the podcast of this oh, he just he just whipped lift, it out lift, lift, lifted oh, up a nerf gun off his desk
1: yes the elite I, sh- I should take a picture of myself like this before we flag behind me, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. sorry.
0: Before we get into uh, what's going on in Washington this week, right. I, I want to just talk about a story that I've been reading, the, um, trying to get my head around what's uh, the truth and what's not the truth. Now we've talked about uh, Alexei Navalny's uh, Novichok poisoning over the last right. whatever since it happened. Yeah, and. <laughs> You know, and and the story, as you know, uh, has never really made a lot of sense to me. Right. It, it, it's it gets run in the media without a lot of uh, questioning about <laughs> how yes ridiculous it sounds. Like the first version of the story was, well, they put poison in his tea when he was at an airport. I'm like, I remember saying, "Well, really? How, how 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 do you do that exactly? How does that work?" And we came what, up
1: with several yeah. scenarios. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Then uh, the last time we talked about it, I think, was when Navalny, for people who haven't heard of this before, don't remember, Navalny, a uh, Russian opposition leader, supposedly poisoned by Russian, um, you know, uh, uh, agents uh, in an attempt to kill him Natasha or quiet him or threaten him or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, the last time we spoke about him, he, who, he is now recovered. He said that uh, he managed to impersonate a, high, a high-ranking FSB officer and managed to call on the telephone sure. one of the yeah. guys who poisoned him and convince the guy to open up and tell him how he did it over the phone. Own by pretending to be a high-ranking FSB officer who was uh, trying to work out why the attack failed. Like, mm-hmm. this guy wouldn't immediately think, this is a, some sort of a journalist or I'm being tricked here. Let me just uh, ring for well, approval before I do this. Can I, exactly.
1: <laughs> Can I, yeah. Can I put yeah. you on hold for a second, please? Yeah, 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 yeah. Who is this guy? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> What's the code? Uh, Password. Highly highly trained FSB assassin. <laughs> just going. Sure. Yes, Mister Bond. I will tell you my cunning plan over the telephone
1: before <laughs> I kill you. Isn't there a password or something? Even <laughs> yeah, the Roman yeah. emperors had phrases. You know. Yeah. Best mother watch in the mama, world. The watch. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. And they, and then he says that the guy told him they put it in his underwear. Oh,
1: the old bitch. testicle absorption assassination. Yeah,
0: okay. Maybe I mean I don't know, but through the so, I. I Two things happened this week. Uh, Navalny uh, returned to Moscow, where he was promptly arrested, has been detained. Um, they say for thirty days, and apparently a judge did it. Uh, yeah. Because he had uh, breached the terms of his bail or equivalent. Mm-hmm. Um, he had been arrested previously. On certain charges involving money laundering, I think he'd been right. he was out on bond and, and and going overseas was a breach of that something something something. Now, depending on your uh, inherent biases uh, about mm-hmm. Russia, you may think, well, that's obviously all trumped up charges and. Uh, the, right. the judge is working for the FSB or, or Putin or whatever, and the guy is innocent. Uh, if, if you tend to be somebody who believes uh, Russia, you might like, go, okay, fair enough. The guy went overseas. You can't do that when you're on board. It doesn't matter right. how fake or not the original charges were. If he wasn't supposed to leave the country, he did. Uh, of course, his, his supporters are crying foul, as you would expect right taking a position on the legitimacy of the charges one way or the other cuz uh, i don't fucking know and i'm not i don't have a bias in the story but the other thing that i read this week there's there's an australian i think he's an australian originally uh mm-hmm. investigative journalist who now lives in moscow and has done for like 20 years john helmer has a blog called dancing with bears <laughs> um or dances with bears actually johnhelmer.net and I and I honestly don't know how to uh, um, take this guy. I don't know whether he's uh, the real deal, like a genuine investigative journalist, independent investigative journalist who lives in Moscow and and, and uh, challenges the Western narrative about Moscow because he's mm-hmm. there and he feels like well you know it's not what people are painting it out to be, or if he's you know uh, an agent of the FSB, or he doesn't even exist. He's a fake. Uh, and it's, it's an FSB blog. I don't think he's really fake, but right. he's written a number of books um, and uh, one of them called The Man Who Knows Too Much About Russia. Mm. Um, anyway, he came out with an article the other day that says, let me just read a little bit of this. The German laboratory test results for Alexei Navalny, published by a group of doctors at the Charité Universität Medizin, That's my German. Berlin last month reveal a surprising number of medical symptoms, but they are not those of Novichok nerve agent poisoning, as Navalny and his supporters in Western governments have alleged. Clinical doctors, toxicologists, and pharmacology experts outside Germany believe the test results which the Charité group released on December 22nd, reveals symptoms of acute pancreatitis, diabetes, liver failure, severe dehydration, muscular rigidity, as well as a serious bacterial infection and a possible heart attack associated with his kidney problems. According to the experts, these are not recognizable symptoms of a nerve agent attack. Um. Now, so this is his story, and look, I've tried to verify this, and I really haven't been able to because it's way over my head in terms of the medical jargon. Trying okay. to follow the breadcrumb, so I'm saying up front, I, I, I don't. Again, I don't have a position on this, but it's an interesting story, and it sort of reminds me of. Uh, remember in our, when we were talking about the so-called chemical uh, the chemical bombings in Syria that were blamed on the Syrian government right um, and Western media Western governments immediately blamed the Syrians everyone yeah. just took it as granted the Syrians did it uh, even though questions were raised by independent investigators, the OPCW came out and said, no, it was definitely Syria. Then we found out uh, a few months ago, I think it was, that quite a few OPCW investigators involved in it uh, disagreed with the findings, uh, refused to sign it, refused to put their names on it, and were shut up or quietened or, or, or dismissed, whatever, by the OPCW. This has a lot of the same ringtones to this thing, right? He says, the German medical publication reports Navalny's laboratory values on admission and toxicology and pharmacology results in blood and urine samples obtained on arrival of the patient at uh, the hospital in Berlin. Accordingly, the mm. newly available data or evidence of the condition of Ali was in during his two-way treatment in Omsk Emergency Hospital No. 1 in Russia and of the treatment he received there, as well as during his six-hour flight on a German medical evacuation aircraft from Omsk to Berlin. The German doctors have also released a tabulation of their laboratory test results during his stay, blah, 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 blah. Um Now, it says that, uh, read their report in the British medical journal, The Lancet, a forensic analysis of the report can be read here. He's got links to both of those. You have to sign up for The Lancet and download the report. I couldn't be bothered. But it says, assuming his summary here is somewhat correct, in their four-page case report, Eckhart and Steindl say severe poisoning with a colonesterase inhibitor was subsequently diagnosed not by the Charite Group, but by a laboratory of the German Armed Forces that was the Institute for Pharmacology und Toxologie der Bundeswehr, uh, aka the IPD, IPTB. Wow. British toxicologists have repeatedly cautioned there can be many causes and sources for, le, for the cholinesterase inhibition detected from metabolites in Navalny's blood and urine, and they continue to ask the German doctors in the IPTB, name the compound. That would be a good start. In their publication of Navalny's test results, Eckhart and Stein will say results of toxicology analysis conducted in a special laboratory of the armed forces, IPTB, are not included, they don't give a reason. Right. So are we to believe that, one, he
1: was either poisoned, or, two, he is literally falling apart from the inside? You've seen this guy on TV. I mean, I'm sure it looks like he takes care of himself. I'm sure he's got the best of doctors because he's rich. And if something does happen to him, they can always go back to, well, we did tell you earlier that he was a mess, as far as uh, all the stuff that he had going on. So I'm not surprised he's dead in our cell. We're very sorry.
0: Yeah, that could be part of it. You're right. they could, yeah. could be the setup. But, I mean, this is coming out of Britain, Britain to- British toxicologists yeah. uh, questioning the, the uh, findings of the German armed forces who haven't released their results.
1: Where were the Cambridge Five from? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, is that a trick question? Because uh, no. I'm going to go with Cambridge, but...
1: <laughs> just
0: UK sounds in Sounds too easy, too obvious. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Just, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, well, hey, yeah, you're right. Could be. Yeah. No. Um, A review of these data by a clinician with specialized training in pharmacology provided a detailed interpretation of each line of data where the reported value for Navalny was either well above or below normal. The expert who declines to be identified reports that the sodium and chloride scores show Navalny was suffering from extreme dehydration on his arrival in the Berlin hospital. How this was possible after the German medevac flight is unknown. Mm. goes on and on and on, questioning the findings, but uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of We're, medical jargon here that yeah. uh, is over my head.
1: Well, it's either going to be Latin jargon by lawyers or medical terms by doctors, but the point is, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. We'll, we, we'll probably never really know, but for the next 30 days, I would not want to be this guy. the The Russians have got him. I would not want to be him. We'll see what happens at the end of 30 days. Probably won't be pretty.
0: Yeah, although, I mean, look, I don't know how worried Putin really is about these sorts of guys. I'm not sure how much damage yeah. they can do to him, but... Um, He's been
1: in charge for 20 years. He'll be he'll be okay. Putin will be okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Look, I don't put it beyond Putin to have people killed, um, but, uh, yeah, again, I just... Uh, all of the immediate jumping to conclusions that Putin did this and Putin did that... Yeah, it just reads too much of Cold War uh, yeah. mindset, Cold War propaganda to me, and and just the fact that when whenever I see the media, the Western media jumping to easy Cold Warish conclusions and not asking a lot of hard questions, like how the fuck do you get Novichok into the tea at an airport? How did you get it right. into his underwear? Yeah. Um, did I tell you that I've actually written that into a script that I'm writing, the Novichok no. in the underwear thing? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm writing a script uh, for a film um, for my son, Hunter, to star in. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, maybe, if I ever get it made. But it's uh, it's basically <laughs> about an assassin. And, right. uh, you know, trying to think, because I've had this, I've been thinking about this for, like, 30 years. I remember thinking about this first in my 20s. Like, I've always had this theory, the world's greatest assassins, Wouldn't make an assassination look like an assassination, right? Right, because you don't under the radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If it looks like an assassination, questions get asked. People with people with motive get hauled in. If you're trying, if you're trying to take out your business partner and you're the CEO of a large company, or you're trying to take out a rival politician, or you're trying to take out so and so, you don't want it to look like an assassination. You want it to look like. Death by Misadventure. I tell mm-hmm. you, the the, the, the uh, reason I started thinking about this back in the early 90s, I think it was, mid-90s maybe, there was um, the guy who was the, I think, the CEO of uh, the AFL or something in Australia, the Australian Football League, mm-hmm. he was found dead in a hotel room in Sydney. Right. Um Looked like uh, he had been uh, poisoned and robbed by a prostitute. Mm. He was, I think, I think he was like naked. There was evidence that he would had sexual intercourse. Uh, his right. wife and family were back home in Melbourne, um, and there was some drugs in a cup. And uh, looked like he'd been he'd been he either OD'd while fucking a prostitute, or had been given a drink. I think it was like the drink was like half full of methadone or something. Uh, you oh know, he'd been he'd been OD'd with a drink somebody had given him, whatever. And it was it was ruled death by misadventure and uh, open and shut case. And, and immediately at the time I thought, well, that's a hit. Obviously, that's the greatest hit right. I've ever heard of. It's so embarrassing. That the family's just going to go. Oh well, no, look away. No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't. <laughs> Nothing to see
1: here. Yeah, we're yeah. sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. And I, I know his son has um, since come out in the last ten or twenty years and said, "Yeah, the, the, that something was wrong. That wasn't my father at all. Something, right. something, something was amiss with that." So I've been, I, you know, I remember thinking at the time. Okay, so the best assassins make it look messy. They make it look yep. like, oh yeah, oh he was jerking off in a closet, and he'd tied a belt around his neck, and you know, uh, David uh, Carradine or Michael Hutchins right. lead singer Good. of an yeah. excess style. Yeah. There was this whole, there was this whole series of things. You remember when they those two died within like a month of each other from right. autoerotic asphyxiation? It's like, oh, oh, oh you don't want to, oh, what? No, <laughs> like people just shut down. They shut. Yeah, yeah.
1: Sure that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I think I just got turned on. Right? <laughs>
0: that's that's an assassination, right? That's the right. way to do it, right? You make them yes. turn away. So, and the classic, uh, you know, the, the suicide, the CEO uh, founder of Sweet and Low, who uh, supposedly committed suicide by jumping off his eleven-story apartment in Park Avenue a couple of days ago, 80, mm, 80, 80 years that. old. Yeah, yeah. Guy created Sweet and Low, man. He right. uh, killed himself. Supposedly, uh, and they said, "Well, was he, he was yeah. He was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, and he probably just wanted to end it all by jumping out of a no. window." No. No. <laughs> no, there's better ways. Your to wife go. is in the apartment, right? Oh, she? no, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, I'm not suggesting that. No, I'm suggesting no, no, no. i never not know. Only half, but. Anyway, so, uh, you yeah. know, I've, I've written this plot line where uh, the assassin, you know, he watches watches his target, sees that he gets his suits dry cleaned at this one place, goes in, manages right. to infiltrate the dry cleaning place by flashing a badge, rubs some Novichok on the inside of his uh, jacket sleeve, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or uh, nice. you know, yeah. shirt. You know, he's getting some business shirts dry cleaned. You rub some right. Novichok in there, back out, boom, no one ever knows. So it's a useful plot point. But I don't know. It's just it's just the the tidy conclusions, the easy, cheap conclusions that media and the Western governments come to. Again, it just reminds me of the the Syrian chemical weapons thing where everyone just, well, obviously uh he did it. Uh he yeah. was responsible for it. What's his face? What's his face? I can't even remember his name. Uh Syrian president. The <laughs> Bash- Bashar al-Assad. Here? Thank you. Yeah, yeah there we go. God. Yeah, phew. we only we only talked about him for like twenty five hours, and now I, I
1: can only keep so many dictators, <laughs> killers, whatever, uh, madmen in my head at one point. There, there is a saturation point. Yeah.
0: So yeah. All right. Let's talk about your country. Okay. For a bit. You,
1: let me ask this because last week I meant to ask you this, but it got lost in the shuffle, and I'm going to let you do this. Let's play a game. How was January 6th supposed to go if you were Trump? You tell the people we're marching on Washington. You yourself don't march. You get back in your limo and you go back to the White House. All these people show up. They make a bunch of noise. The people inside who are the representatives and the senators are intimidated. And they, what? What? I'm, I'm, You know, because I'd love to sit Trump down and whoever else. And we're going to some of these people because it turns out there was a lot of uh, people from the Trump campaign involved in various aspects of this. But I'm like, how was that day supposed to go? Someone walked me through that where it would somehow turn out that they could overturn the election. It's madness. But I would really like to have someone explain that to me.
0: I think uh, like most of the things that come out of Trump's mouth there wasn't a lot of thought put behind it it was just seemed like a good idea at the time that would work
1: that would yeah. work yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah okay so so step number 2 you are in congress on that day you're republican you're democrat you're hard trump whatever it doesn't matter a mob comes tears their ways in and they have uh zip ties and they have a guillotine and there's chance of hanging mike pence kidnapping nancy pelosi so there's a chance even though you're republican you might get hurt you might get caught in the confusion whatever and yet the vast majority of them still wanted to make sure that he doesn't get impeached i mean or at least convicted. So, uh, so it's almost like the Catholic church. What does Trump have to do even up to the point of maybe threatening your life for you to actually turn away from this guy? And I, and I just don't get that. But I, again, I guess the Republicans are still afraid of his 80 million, whatever um, loyal fans. So they have to be careful. Does that, does that sound right?
0: Yeah. 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 Because they realize we're threatened too. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I think probably a lot of Republican Congressmen and women uh, would be happy to see the end of Trump, um, but he's got such a f- massive fan base that, uh, and, and you know, they're, they're struggling to win elections as it is. If they lose, it might, it, you know, his his hardcore supporters might only be ten percent of the GOP vote. Right. Um, but you lose that ten percent, you lose it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they they're, they're between a rock and a hard place. I think they they probably have always disliked Trump, uh, the the Republican leadership because um, he's yeah. an outsider. He's a wild card. he doesn't doesn't play the game the way they play right. the game. Right. Um, he was useful for a while, uh, helped them you know win the election, etc., and push through a lot of the legislation that they wanted. But um, at the end of the day, I think they'd like to get rid of him. They just can't be seen to be wanting to get rid of him. Right. Always Which don't. is why Mitch, oh. Mitch McConnell's come out and said, well, it's it's a conscience vote when the impeachment trial comes to the Senate. It's right. it's a conscience vote. It's like, we're not going to tell you what to do. We're just going to straddle the fence here. And, yeah. you know, if you decide to vote right. for impeachment, well, that's on you.
1: Yeah between you and your constituents. I got a theory about McConnell. I think this is his last term. Everybody was worried that he was going to lose this last election. There was a bunch of money poured in by the Democrats. He won comfortably enough. He's in his 70s. Senators serve six-year terms. I think he's like, screw it. This is my last. Uh, This is my opinion. I think this is he's saying this is my last time I can do or say whatever the fuck I want. And so, yeah, that's probably why, to a degree, he stood up to Trump because he's not worried about the tomorrow. I think there is no tomorrow for Mitch McConnell, and he's just going to ride it out, a multimillionaire. He's good. He's going to be yeah. okay.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah. I did, I did want to ask one other thing. Let's say for a second we have the power to go to heaven, because it's real, and we get Reagan, because that's where Reagan is at. Reagan is, is in heaven. And we, we bring him down and we go, I just want to show you what's been going on for the last four or five years. supposedly. The Russians have interfered in an election. Supposedly, a a month or so ago, they hacked a whole bunch of government institutions. Supposedly, they've been pushing us on issues uh, international. Uh, They put bounties on our troops, all this stuff. The Reagan that I know and love and revere and grew up with would be his first question would be, Well, who's the president and why doesn't he have his foot halfway up Putin's ass? Because those are the old school. Republicans—they're the ones who saw the Russians as our mortal enemy, and they had to be defeated at all at all costs. And now we've got the Republicans not kissing the Russians' ass, but certainly not calling them on anything. And of course, the reason for that is Trump, because Trump doesn't seem to want to push it. But so I heard someone say, you know, where's the Republicans from 20 years ago or 30 years ago, where they would have been all up uh, giving the Russians hell? That that just doesn't seem to happen. Anymore, and I was wondering if you had run across any thoughts like that or if you have an opinion on
0: that. Well, I tell you, who has an opinion on that is Ronald Reagan Jr. Have you heard him lately? No, no, I no, (laughs) he's He's been doing the rounds. I heard him on Conan's podcast, Conan got Mm -hmm. him on to have a chat with him. And uh, first of all, things you should know about him is he's a a, a liberal, he told his parents when he was 12 years old that he was an atheist and wasn't going to go to church anymore. Um, and he does a spot on impression of his father. And um he started swearing on Conan's podcast like fucking Trump or something. And and Conan was like, Whoa, I don't know what kind of hippie household you were raised in, but we don't swear on this podcast. And Ronald- show. and Reagan yeah. said, uh Oh yeah, yeah. My dad, you know, uh, my 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 household was crazy. My dad used to walk around naked and uh, asking Nancy where the bong was. He goes, but I got to do it in the voice. He's like, Nancy, where'd you hide the fucking bong, Nancy? I want to get high. Check out my balls, Nancy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got my balls. I got a lighter. I don't have a bong. Come on, Nancy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He is fucking funny, this guy. like, Oh, my God. Really, really funny. I no idea. It was a softball interview because Conan, despite being a history buff, he always says, um, is is just when he does political, he doesn't do a lot of political stuff. And when he does it, softball. Mm. Like he didn't really challenge this guy about his father's role in creating the republicans of today because it was right. it was reagan who really tightly aligned the the gop with the right wing christian extremists mm-hmm. the christian coalition those sorts right. of guys to in order to win and they became this extremist christian sort of fundamentalist anti abortion party anti communism yeah. anti abortion all this kind of crazy stuff but according to Ron Jr., his father would just be fucking horrified by what the Republican Party has become today. He wouldn't right. recognize it. He wouldn't support it. He'd, he'd hate Trump and everything Trump stands for and, uh, you know, would, would put a boot up Trump's ass.
1: That makes me feel better. And I don't know how I feel about that. But we don't have to analyze me right now. We can We can do that when we're doing paintball.
0: But as we know, and as I told Chrissy, she listened to this Ron Jr. interview as well, and was uh, right. in awe of him afterwards. And when I was talking about a father, I said, you know, "You know, you know, you know." She was like, "Well, he was one of the good guys, Ronald Reagan, the father." And I was like, "Like, apart from the tens of millions of people who died, particularly in places like Latin America, on his watch, you know, he, you know, told the story that we've talked about on our Cold War show." going back into the 50s when he was the president of the Actors Union in Hollywood oh yeah, and was uh, also secretly an FBI informant and was ratting out. He'd go to Hollywood parties and listen to people chit-chat over a few martinis, and anyone who said anything remotely positive about uh, communism, he would rat them out to the FBI and uh, they would end up banned from Hollywood for life, <laughs> right. blacklisted. Right. Yeah. Um, so he was a he was a piece of shit, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Well before he became president or even governor of California, ratting out his rating out his friends and colleagues uh, because they had different political views to him. I mean, right. you, you can call him a patriot. You can call him a piece of shit. Depends on your point of view, there, I guess. But yeah. Anywho, um, so twenty five thousand troops currently stationed in Washington D.C for the inauguration, Ray, how many National Guard troops are normally stationed in Washington for an inauguration?
1: Oh, I have no idea. Um, 10,000 for traffic duty? I have no idea. I have no idea.
0: Good guess. For the Obama inaug- inauguration, there were 10,000 troops. Trump's, there okay. were only 7,000. I right. guess when a uh, Negro was being sworn in, they thought oh. they might have a bit of trouble. Yeah. yeah um a Muslim Negro, nonetheless. sure, Not, American. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not born <laughs> in that country. Uh, but 25,000, I read that that is the most troops that have ever been stationed in Washington, D.C. since the Civil War.
1: And what is the FBI doing to those
0: 25,000 National Guard troops? They are apparently trying to vet all of them to make sure they don't have extreme right-wing affiliations. I don't know exactly yeah. how you do that. Apparently, they're looking in, looking through databases. Yeah, um, social media
1: against, I, I don't
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. Because we know that some of the people that stormed the uh, capital oh, yeah. were ex-military and existing cops. Existing, yeah. 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 There were
1: like, two cops... Uh, And from Virginia, who were put on leave because they admitted they were there. And now, of course, they're going through all the the videos to see if they were actually part of it. But they were firefighters, cops, ex-military, current military reservists. Like Danny said, I mean, that mentality normally runs towards law, uh, not law and order, but law and authority. Basically, the people with guns generally, you know, are more likely to be with Trump. And so they have to go through all those guys and make sure there's not some kind of inside coup on that very day. And that is how you bring down a government.
0: Including Just the like woman who got shot and killed yeah. trying to climb yes. through the window. She was uh, ex-military. An ex-military. Yeah. And yeah. which makes you think like in all of her military training and experience, did anyone ever say, Running, running into a dangerous situation where there are people with armed guns pointed at you, trying to climb through a window, right? Yeah, with no air cover. Mm, not, uh, yeah. no, not smart. And you're, and you're the one breaking the law.
1: So you're the baddie.
0: Well, and were they hard breaking hard. the law though? That is the question of the week,
1: right? Mm, because, I just assumed, right? Go well, ahead. sorry,
0: a, yeah. a number of them that have been brought up on charges. Their defense attorneys are saying they were invited into the Capitol by the President of the United States. In fact, many of them believe they had been ordered into the Capitol by the President of the United States. Therefore, are they breaking the law?
1: Um, Hold on. I'm trying to keep it together. First of all, the judge is going to go, you know, I see that differently And I'm the judge. I got the black robe on and the gavel and you don't. Um, Is he, though? Or she? Well, well, let's put it this way. Trump can say we're going to go down to we're going to march down to the Capitol and we're going to defend the Republicans who are trying to to make sure this election doesn't get stolen. That's one thing. Well, he did use he did use rather aggressive language. So that kind of pokes a hole in my argument. I was going to say to tell a mob to go down to a building is one thing, but he didn't tell them to storm it, but he kind of did. And Giuliani did and Mo Brooks and uh, Trump Jr. So I got nothing.
0: I mean, the the president, I I think the the most incriminating comment I've seen reported that he said in his speech was you're going to have to fight. We have to fight for a democracy. The word fight was in there. He told him to this- go down to the Capitol, and he told him to <clears throat> fight in the one speech. Yeah. He didn't yeah. say storm the Capitol, uh, you know, arrest, kill, uh, right. loot, but but he did fight. say fight. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what did Giuliani say? Uh, was C- his big trial one? by combat. Trial by combat, which is supposedly a Game of Thrones phrase, but.
1: There's probably several people in that crowd, hear me out on this one, who probably didn't watch all of Game of Thrones. They don't know the reference, So they're like, oh, well, we can decide this by combat. Why didn't someone tell me? Let's start marching. Yeah. So they did.
0: Yeah. Jesus. And in Game of Thrones, the person who requested trial by combat, I seem to recall, was Tyrion Lannister, who was a midget like you. Um, and Trump has small hands like a midget. So right. I kind of get the... Get, <laughs> The analogy. But
1: if you're if you're, well, first of all, this is a a republic. It's not like it's a military military state yet. But if your leader tells you to do something illegal and you do it, you are still held responsible for what you've done. I don't know if Trump's going to be. And he's really hoping he's not. But I don't think that washes. um, I don't think that makes them innocent.
0: The Nuremberg argument.
1: Yeah, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So. But as we're finding out, I mean, these people are getting hit with, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, They were on federal territory. They were, some of them were actively involved in the ride. They didn't disperse. And so they're getting hit with um, all these felonies where they won't be able to vote, ironic, and they won't be able to carry guns, even more ironic.
0: But uh, look, I'm not an American. Uh, As an American, do you feel that when the president tells you to do something, you are obliged to do it?
1: No, because in theory, this country is all about multi-billionaire, lowly podcaster. The podcaster can tell the billionaire to kiss his ass. That's what we were raised on. Freedom of speech, freedom of oppression, the world can kiss my ass, the, you know whatever, and so no, we don't we don't I don't have that mentality. I listen to Heather, you d'Angelo Fox, that's pretty much and D'Angelo, <laughs> but I don't want to talk about that right now.
0: <laughs> okay, so the president, I mean, I'm sure that if when Obama was president, if he'd told these people to do anything, they would have told him to go fuck himself. So it's not the office that they hold in esteem. but man. the question the second question then yeah. is if the president tells you uh, by their interpretation of his words to storm Mm -hmm. the Capitol, uh, do they have permission to do it? Is is it therefore now legal to enter into the building regardless of pre-existing laws because the president told you to do it? Because, as Richard Nixon said, well, if the president does it, then it must be legal.
1: I know the president has executive the ability to to do an executive order but congress makes the laws not the president and so he can't just wash something away or suddenly make something legal he can within a very very narrow uh degree and so no it doesn't excuse these people as they are finding out now um there there was a firefighter who threw the uh, the uh one of the um fire extinguishers ironic uh he is now in a lot of trouble there was a guy on friday is he the guy that see
0: the guy that killed killed the cop no no No, they're still
1: looking they're still looking for that guy on friday when i was driving uh close to dc there was a guy who came upon a checkpoint in the inauguration had an unregistered glock had 500 rounds Of ammo, and he just said, No, no, you don't understand. It's not what it looks like. I was doing security work and now I'm leaving, and I don't get DC, and I'm just a country boy. And uh, I just got lost and I drove here. I'm really sorry. They let him go, he's white. And it's because he's a white country boy. He said, no, you don't understand. I I just got confused. If that had been a black man, maybe still be picking up pieces of him. And that happened on Friday. So when you're white, you can get away with a lot of things.
0: I read this morning that um, apparently the uh, um, head of the Capitol Guard, whatever, Capitol Police, uh, Police. whatever his name is, begins with the letter S, Suda, Or something. I'm not sure. Um, The the, the story this morning was the Capitol Police um, got no instructions from their leadership that uh, day. The 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 chief was with Mike Pence uh, in in a bunker somewhere when all the shit happened. He didn't give his give give his Capitol Police any uh, instructions about what to do. And I think the the next in charge also was silent. No one heard from him during the whole affair. The third guy, some lieutenant, uh, was heard over one of their radios saying, does anyone have a plan? Um, Anybody? Bueller? And I Bueller? read that the annual budget for the Capitol Police is $500 million. Oh, wow. It is, like, massive. There are a massively well-funded uh, police force who just led a yeah. bunch of random white people uh, with weapons uh, take the Capitol building while during a sitting of Congress. It's, uh, yeah, that's
1: insane. Let me add on to that. I had heard an interview with a couple of cops where they said they had finished up their, their shift the night before, and they were more than, they just knew that they were going to be told to hang around for another eight hours while this is going on. They were told, nope, go home. We don't need you. Uh, No extra beefing up of uh, numbers on the street. So not only was there not a plan in place, and again, we said last week, we knew there was going to be trouble. So not only was there not a plan in place, there wasn't even extra security out there. So, and supposedly the cops are saying they didn't hear anything from uh, uh, federal level security or secret service or anything like that. And I'm like, someone's fucked up or someone's lying or both because we knew there was going to be trouble. And there was, I mean, that makes no sense.
0: Well, I read that the, the the Capitol police had requested backup and support mm, um, gotcha. and, and were told, no, can't have it. It's not going to look good. Bad. We don't like the optics um, right. you, as you opposed to, it.
1: <laughs> what we got.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. No no So 25,000 troops in Washington DC more than the total number of US troops currently deployed in Afghanistan, Iraq and Syria combined.
1: Well, this is where the danger's at. So it's the real the, the war troops. zone.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: And and there's they're not stopping. There's um there's people um in the, in the um FBI has been warning and we'll get to this. I guess we can do this now, but there's been uh. Briefings given to the new members of Congress, and a lot of it's coming from the FBI. And they're like, "Look, we're picking up chatter. A lot of these groups are saying they will never, ever let Biden be pres- president because he doesn't deserve to be. And so they still are going to try something between now and, and January twentieth. Uh, and so they're giving all these directions to these new members who have no, idea, you know, they're completely freaking out. And the guy, the guy who was giving the briefing, ended it with, "And by the way, if you do buy a bulletproof vest, remember keep that receipt because you can get." refunded for that or you can be compensated for that and so these people are wanting to do a, hopefully a good job they get elected they come to washington and now they're being told there's a decent chance someone might kill them and here's the various things you need to do to um to protect yourself we are truly in in crazy times
0: by the way bulletproof vests are tax deductible
1: tax deductible
0: yeah okay um okay. Now, today I read that the Capitol was locked down uh, for a period of time when there was smoke seen uh, nearby. Right. Uh, and it turned out it was no problem. It was just a fire that broke out at a homeless encampment several blocks from the capital. Distraction? Diversion? There's a fucking homeless camp several blocks from the Capitol? Why yeah. do you have a homeless encampment Several blocks away from the capital, in the capital city of the United States. What the fuck? You've got okay, a billionaire I- president. <laughs> the incoming president is a multi millionaire. Yeah. Right. And he's got a right. son who's a crack addict, but let's not talk about that right now. Yeah. Uh, 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 there's a homeless encampment. Right. Why is there a homeless encampment a couple of blocks away? from the Capitol building in the city of the richest country on earth. Yeah.
1: Okay. Capitalism 101. Okay. Um, in this country, you have the right to shoot for the stars. It helps if you're white and, and achieve all of your dreams and goals and to be a millionaire, a multimillionaire, a billionaire. But you also have the right to die homeless in the street. Uh, welcome to America. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell. I we, yeah, we have them all over the place, and and uh, obviously it's a little harder in the winter because it gets cold. But um, that's that's nothing new. When I used to go up there to see uh, family members, we drive by and you know you just kind of avert your eyes because these people are sleeping on sidewalks and they're in cardboard constructions and in, in parks. Uh, it's nothing new. It's nothing new. Why do we have it? <sighs> Because you have that right, you have that right to be poor and destitute in this country.
0: So um, I'm sending you on assignment on January 20th right. to Washington to cover the inauguration for the for this podcast with your nerf gun. You can take your nerf gun, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You're a white man. You can go strapped. You'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, I'm completely yeah. strapped.
1: I, I'll just tell him I'm a country boy who got lost. That's why I've got 500 rounds. Everything's fine, officer. They let him mm. go anyway.
0: Continue. Don't don't take D'Angelo. Because he won't survive five minutes, but you'll be fine. Or take him. Take him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. uh, uh. (laughs) Don't shoot me. Shoot the black guy. Shoot the big dick uh, black guy. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorry. While you're up there covering the inauguration for this podcast as our man on the ground, and I use man (laughs) loosely in inverted commas, uh, (laughs) just, (laughs) just... Go afterwards, I want you to go right. to the homeless encampment and, and do an interview. Interview the homeless people in Washington and say, I want to know their story. Mm-hmm. Um, how did they end up there? What's their story? How do you end up homeless in Washington, D.C.?
1: Let, let me, tr- I don't know. Let me try, to, and I'll do this real quick. A couple of weeks ago, we drove up to Skyline Drive. It's really beautiful. It's part of the mountain range that's on the East Coast, and you can just drive for miles, and you can see for miles. It's beautiful. Near um, halfway Along Skyline Drive, there's this old abandoned hotel. I mean, it's pretty big. It's like two or three or four stories, and it's multi-complexes or whatever. And we were driving by there, and uh, we wanted to go into the parking lot to get a better view. And it turns out that there's a whole bunch of what I'll just call squatters living in this very old, very run-down uh, hotel. And, and there's no cars because these people can't afford cars, and they're just – they got the door uh, – this was the earlier – couple of months ago and it was still pretty warm. They had the doors open because it was hot and they would—they have nothing. They're just literally squatting in an abandoned hotel. And when I saw that, like you with the, with the homeless camps in DC, I'm just like, S- capitalism should not be the center of who we are because when you have capitalism at the center, you've got suffering on either side of it. Uh, it's just, it's insane. And I guess I just get used to it. I mean, it, that shook me up seeing all those people, but that's just who we are
0: that's normal so when you go to interview these homeless people yeah. um I, I want you to survey them to see how many of them are former podcasters <laughs> I, i'm guessing 50 <laughs> percent. yeah at least 50 maybe more yeah. oh those were the days what's your story yeah. did you did you <laughs> try and make a living out of podcasting as well your history yeah pod- yeah, yeah. yeah i get it yeah, yeah.
1: And what they didn't do was take out their competition. We've had this conversation before, but I'm just saying, sometimes Mm. some people are too popular for their own good. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Uh,
0: Telegram, the uh, private messaging app that is kind of a competitor to Signal, Um reported today that it has shut down hundreds of public calls for violence in the U.S. last week on their platform. Jesus, right?
1: What was the name of the app again?
0: Telegram. 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 Okay, all right. Um, So, look, you know, the, the point is that despite what happened at the Capitol last week, People right. aren't uh, pulling their heads in the extreme right. They're calling for more violence. I mean, we yeah, know the I FBI has been, yeah. Well, it's not, it a good start, I guess, yeah. white and privileged. It was, a, it
1: was trial run.
0: Yeah. It was the beginning. Like, and I have spent a lot of the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. on Fox News's website, reading the comment sections, Um and also oh. interested to see how Fox News was uh, uh, depicting the events of the at the Capitol, the, what's coming up at the inauguration, et cetera, et cetera. Are they tamping it down or are they blowing it up? They seem to be mostly tamping it down. They were initially, but now they're starting to ramp up the rhetoric again. They had Lindsey Graham on yesterday talking about how Bernie Sanders is going to be, he's the new chairman of the Senate Budget Committee as the uh, senior ranking member in the Senate. And right. uh, how we're going to have to fight the Democrats tooth and nail to prevent them from bringing socialism to the country, um, blah 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 blah. So literally right. a week after the the Capitol building was stormed in an insurrection, an attempted coup, Lindsey Graham is out there saying we have to fight the Democrats tooth and nail because yeah. they're going to try and bring socialism to the country. Um, and. Well, yeah. Hold on. I've been reading, yeah. I've been reading Fox News. I've been reading the Gab, Gab.com. Right. I don't know if you've been in there, but it's an mm. extreme, it's like Parlour. It's a it was a platform set up for extreme right wing free speech. Spending right. a lot of time in, in Gab, spending a lot of time in the Donald.win. I, I'm spending a lot of time in the extreme right uh forums and and, and websites. To try and get a sense of of what people are saying, and mm-hmm. the rhetoric there is extreme to the top. I mean, right. uh, justification of the insurrection, the attempted coup is rife, um, and yeah. calls for additional violence um, you know, are all over the place. Uh, it's it's fascinating. To watch, these people aren't like, oh, shit, we stepped over the line. That was out of control. Trump has told told us that there should be no violence and we want a peaceful transition. They're all like, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. He has has to say that, of course. He had to. He was pressured into saying that because they're trying to impeach him. But really, he wants us to take back the country. Um, So it's fascinating.
1: Yeah, I I don't get that. I mean, and I'm going to be blunt with you. um, Probably on Friday, um, I was like, "Yeah, that 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 attempted coup thing that was kind of bad." You, it's amazing how quickly you get desensitized to it. And I'm and I'm not uh, a member of uh, Congress, getting you know various messages um being washed over with various messages so so the point is as scary as it was the fear in me has already passed by which i know sounds stupid it's like a school shooting i should be traumatized for weeks i'm not and so if i'm kind of over it emotionally those people who almost succeeded or whatever you want to call it they're over too, and they're ready for round two and every every coup fails until the last one when it doesn't and then you there's massive bloodshed and you change things.
0: How must it feel to be Mike Pence? What do you reckon has been going through his head for the last week? <laughs>
1: I mean, what the, f- you know, mom, could you, you know, mother, I need some, could you hold me? I don't know. I mean, he was loyal to this guy. He was one of the first ones to back Trump, which gave him a certain amount of credibility that he didn't have. He nods every time Trump is talking, he's like, you know, and he does the whole thing. And now Trump literally sent a mob to hang him awkward. I mean, what do you do with that kind of relationship? I have no fucking
0: idea. No like You know, our relationship is pretty tense, but that <laughs> takes it to a whole, at least we're not Mike Pence and Donald Trump.
1: No, I mean. no. And I, and I hold on to that.
0: I, I haven't yet sent a mob to kill you. No, you but know. I
1: think you did send D'Angelo and that shit still isn't fun. Okay.
0: still. <laughs> Look, I just suggested to Heather, right. one day over yeah. a drink. It might be something she could look into. That's all. Right. You know, you only live once. Is yeah. there something, yeah. something you want? It's half an yeah. inch, really, all that you want to yeah. have, yeah, you know? I vir- was hoping the
1: answer was yes.
0: but You were a virgin yeah. when you uh, married right. Ray. Uh, you Really, do you want to? You know, this, is hey, yeah. <laughs> this is all
1: she knows. Hey, how's that for scary? This is all she knows.
0: Uh, anyway. You know, Chrissy. Chrissy was asking me this morning if I think there is going to be um, violence on inauguration day, and I and I don't expect there to be. Uh, there might be some minor skirmishes in different parts of the country. I don't expect anything major. A because I don't think this is. I don't think they're organised yet. Right. Uh, and I think the the insurrection um, at, at the capital was evidence of that that they weren't very well organized it was just a it was a a, a crowd wow. rush yeah um but uh i do think you're in a situation where the tension is so high there yeah. that it's only going to take one thing to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. And I felt this for a long time, you know, going back during the year, earlier in the year, when there were all the riots over cop killings or Mm -hmm. cops killing black people, um, that the tension has been rising and rising and rising. This is just the latest thing. But I was trying to think this morning of a good historical analogy where the Mm -hmm. tension in a society rose to such heights that it was a simple thing that, you know sort of the straw that broke the camel's back and the whole thing ignited into a flare-up the right. couple that I came up with and the, and the thing that breaks the the tension and, and call it, well, not breaks the tension but overloads the system right. has to be something that is sort of a spontaneous random event that isn't very well planned but just uh, makes the whole thing collapse. I thought of the uh, the tea party. In the mm-hmm. Boston Tea Party, right? Um, and I thought of the storming of the Bastille, leading to the French Revolution. Right. Um, the the basic sit downs, the refusals to go to work, that led to the Rus- Russian Revolution, nineteen seventeen, right. where everyone just said "fuck it, we're not doing this anymore." Fuck you, fuck right. all y'all. Um, right. And the 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 Tsar sent in the troops, and the troops went, "Yeah, you know what? No, fuck you. We're not doing anything about this. We're sitting down as well." Can you think of any good? I mean, Chrissy suggested, you know, the assassination of Franz Ferdinand. I was like, yeah, but that didn't that didn't really directly lead to a breaking of the situation. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it slowly did, but it wasn't like everyone was like, oh no, you didn't. That's it. We're going yeah. to war. It was like kind of like. Right we should probably do something about this. Do you think, well, yeah. should we, I don't know. And it, you know, it's, it took, it took time to, to sort of evolve, but can you yeah. think of any good, like no one knows more about the history of uh, revolutions than you, Ray. Fuck Mike Duncan. What, uh, what, uh, did anything come to mind? Um, well, I mean, this is the one that you've talked about a, a couple of
1: times, but you know, what we Southerners call the start of the civil war. I mean, you've got tension building up, Lincoln gets elected. A lot of people are uh, want to uh, leave the union. And then suddenly um, Lincoln makes this decision about, uh, I think he's trying to, is he trying to resupply uh, Fort Sumter in Charleston, mm-hmm. South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And so just something like that, it should have been um, either the the Southerners let it get resupplied or maybe it would have been a very local localized attack, but it's the spark that sets everything off. Okay, you hate me, I hate you, there's a bunch of tension. But now that someone's shooting, it doesn't matter who's shooting, it doesn't matter how it started, but now that there's actual warfare, when you have the tension that's already there, that is what, something that can uh, make that go out. Because you were mentioning, or I saw this on, on the news break, They were actually with several state houses and capitals on uh, January 6th as well, we rushed by armed men. Uh, a lot of the cops didn't do anything about it, even though they were clearly breaking the law. So, uh, yeah, you're right. This isn't going to where it's going to happen again. It's just a matter of how it happens and who doesn't and what sets it off. And we're all going to be caught surprised together. But at the same time, we're not going to be surprised because we all know this is coming. And no one has. An yeah. Answer.
0: I don't know. I don't know what the thing is would would look like, but it's it's a black swan, right? Yeah. It's a black swan event. You you never know, yeah. you never know what's going to happen, but you know something is going to happen. Uh, what form it might take, we don't, we can't really predict. But tensions right. are so high; it's only going to take one. I mean, I guess the other the other thing is probably the other analog that I have is the burning of the Reichstag. Mm. Um, you know, it didn't really lead to a civil war where the Nazis were already in power, but... But martial it, law. It provided a justification for them yeah. to crack down. And, look, I'm still really surprised. He's got a couple of days left. What's the date today? Yeah. Nin- 19th here. Uh, he's got a couple of days left. That tr- I was surprised that Trump didn't take the opportunity to declare martial law when he could have. Yeah.
1: Well, the um, my pillow CEO... Is still saying Michael Linden is still saying, "Look, this is not over with because the election was stolen." It wasn't. He is justified in either doing martial law or what's the other, um, the insurrection act that he, that he can use. So there are people out there who were even after everything we've been through, they're going, "No, no, no! Violence is the way. You just have to. It has to be authorized violence. You can't just send a mob." So it's time for martial law and to crack down. I mean, it's it's insane. These people aren't are willing
0: to give up. So, for people who didn't read that story, I, I yeah. read that the other day. So, the the CEO of a business called My Pillow, which I've never heard of before. Had you heard of him before that day? No. no. Okay. no. Somehow, rocked up to the White House, <laughs> sort of demanded an audience with Trump. Apparently, he's been a supporter of Trump's. Right. Uh, there was a photograph somebody took of him there with a sheath of notes that he had. Deliberately, one might think, uh, folded yeah. with the text outside. Yeah. And when you zoom in on that, you go when when you take it to the uh, '90s TV FBI lab and you say enhance,
1: and
0: the computer makes those sound effects too because oh
1: it's got to oh it's not working yeah how
0: do you know it's working if it doesn't make '80s computer sound effects. It's like Steve Austin's uh bionic well, eye. <laughs> for the people watching at home, not watching, Ray just did slow motion running there. It was great. Uh and it did say declare, you know, he was he was trying to get Trump to declare martial law. Um now apparently Trump only listened to him for a minute and then told him to fuck off and go see the White House Counsel. What do you think that was all about?
1: Well, fuck off says one thing. Cause I've heard that plenty in my life, but go see the white house Counsel" to me. sounds like it's saying the exact opposite. I don't know. What, what do you do with that? With that story? I have no idea. How would you interpret that?
0: Uh, it it hey. seemed to me that Trump was like, as soon as the guy said martial law, Trump was like, get him out of here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, already crazy. staring
0: down an impeachment trial. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be in the company of a guy who is advocating in front of witnesses. <laughs> Good that point. I should declare martial law.
1: But the pillow guy is also saying God has the plan. We don't know what it is yet because that's how God works. All will be revealed in time. And you actually have to do this gesture. It doesn't work. All will be revealed in time.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the religious um, overtones with all of these uh, Trumpist uh, right-wing extremists is really uh, like a dominionist Argument. They really feel like uh, you know the is the Dominionists. No, tell me. Oh, it's it's a it's a movement. It's a cult uh, within Christianity. Cult within a cult. The Dominionists yeah. are a, a, you know extreme right wing evangelical movement that believe there's a there's a line in the Old Testament Genesis I think probably where he said you know God gave uh, man dominion over the earth. The dominionists believe it is their God-given responsibility for Christians to have dominion over the earth, to rule the planet. So when Jesus, yes. Right. So when you're justified uh, by God because he said in the Bible they should have dominion over the earth. So when Jesus returns um, on his white stallion with his M16 uh, grenade launcher (laughs) over his shoulder, uh, you know, he will find, he will he won't return until it's all, all, all of the non-believers have been purged.
1: Oh, we have to prepare the ground.
0: Yeah. Got you. Okay. And where's, go ahead. Sorry. sorry. Well, I was just going to say, and there's, there's a big sense of dominionism from these mm. uh, Trumpists. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, it's been a big force. It's been a big force here for a long time too. I gave us, I gave a talk here at a political rally, uh, I don't know 10 12 12 years ago before Chrissy was here where mm-hmm. I was warning about the rise of dominionism in our uh political leadership in this country we we had right. increasing number of evangelical hill songy happy clapper uh <laughs> politicians in government right. um and you know the 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 threat of, And you know now our prime minister is, is is you know right in the middle of all of that he is right. a dominionist Anyhow, cheers
1: where does it say in the Bible that God's instrument is going to be a man who was married thrice banged a whole bunch of women outside of wedlock uh, slept with a porn star maybe raped rape he dabbled in rape I don't know it, is is it is it more Dabbing. awesome to use an impure vessel to be? the spokesperson for God, is like you're you're turning this person around, you're redeeming them. Does it just make it a better story for the Christians?
0: Remind me of the Trump rape story. I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Before we move on from the uh, violence, um, I posted a thing to our Facebook page the other day, uh, a link to an affidavit given by an FBI agent in one of the investigations uh, involving the insurrection. Um, W1, when I read this, W1 is the name of the informant that she interrogated,
1: Mm -hmm. somebody who
0: was at the Capitol during the insurrection. W1 stated that other members of the group talked about things they had done during the day, and they said that anyone they got their hands on, they would have killed, including Nancy Pelosi. W1 further stated that members of this group, which included Spaz as he was known, said that they would have killed Vice President Mike Pence if given the chance. According to W1, the group said it would be returning on the 20th, which your affiant takes to mean the presidential inauguration schedule for January 20th, 2021, and that they plan to kill every single motherfucker they can. W1 stated the men said they all had firearms or access to firearms. Damn. Jeez. I also
1: it could have posted- been a lot worse. Sorry, yes. it could have been a lot worse. Yes.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. I posted a, um, uh, another story earlier in the week from Associated Press who said, uh, oh, God, there's so many fucking ads on this site. <laughs> Gee, what the f- I cannot. I just scrolled through. How's your stool?
1: Or I'm just guessing that's one of the commercials. I don't know. <laughs>
0: There's like twenty-seven. Hey, to get paid, ads on this fucking page or links to stories or ads. Where's the actual the story? The fucking story's gone.
1: They're worse than podcasters. Jeez.
0: Anyway, this article yeah. was uh, talking about the fact that uh, several members of the GOP have been uh, heard talking about a coming civil war. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, sort of fascinating that this whole idea, you know, I've been predicting a civil war uh, in the US for a long time. It's now starting to hit the mainstream media that members right. of the GOP are talking about a coming civil war. Yeah. Well, it's escalating sorry. Rhetoric, you know. Yeah.
1: Oh, one of the things I forgot to tell you was uh, when, when the um, the new members of Congress were getting their briefing, one of them said the, the FBI, not the CIA, the FBI said, we're picking up chatter that says the next plan, and it might be on the 20th, the objective is to surround the Capitol building to, to make sure that no cops or anybody can get in and help these people and either pull out all the Democrats and kill them or make sure the Democrats can't get into the building only the Republicans are there. They can vote any way they want in several um, measures and, and pass a whole bunch of Republican uh, agenda. So as we all know, that's how government works in in a democracy. Um, but literally, th- that's right up there with what Trump wanted. I mean, this stuff won't stand, but for them somehow, this is a good idea and it will work and there will be no blowback. I don't get the mentality of. Um, of, uh, of these people that, that think this is going to work long-term. I, I I know they're angry. I get that. But this is not how you officially pass laws in this country. But that's some of the things those people have to worry about. And, yeah, mass murder of uh, elected officials, that's civil war.
0: So getting to the, rumps, the rape Trump story, I read this on right? the weekend. So two of the women that are um, suing Trump for rape uh, e. Jean Carroll is one And the other one's first name is Jill I can't remember her surname But uh, E. Jean Carroll, who's a journalist Interviewed the other woman Recently, mm-hmm. I think it's in Vanity Fair Or somewhere like that, quite a lengthy article About these two women talking about their rape stories yeah. The other woman that she, that Jean interviewed um, Fascinating story She were, grew up in the country uh, Beautiful young girl uh, Beauty queen got married at 16 to a guy twice her age who, who had a magazine, like a, a car magazine that he self-published. Right. Uh, they ended up setting up uh, their own beauty pageant. And I think mm-hmm. this is in the, the mid to late 90s. They, they contacted Trump to try and get his support for their beauty pageant, wanted to run it at one of his Atlantic City casinos, wanted to put his name on it. He had a meeting with right. them, was immediately apparently uh, attracted to the wife. She would have been, I think, late teens uh, at the stage. She was only married to this guy for a few years, so it happened <laughs> between 16 and maybe 20. Right. Trump, in front of her, in their first meeting, told the husband that he was attracted to his wife and asked if they were uh, if they were fucking um, uh, and invited them out to dinner that night. So they go to dinner, according to her story. Her husband, they're sitting at a table together. Trump's sitting next to her. Her husband gets up to take a photo of her and Trump sitting at the table. While he's taking the photo, Trump runs his hand up her leg and puts a finger inside her pussy. Right. While her husband's taking a
1: photo of them. He was just making his intentions clear. That's called communication.
0: And she says, like, in a situation like that, you obviously have two choices. You can slap him, right. and thereby the deal is over, or you can grin and bear it and try and get the deal signed. She was young. She was naive. She really wanted to get the deal done. She knew her husband really wanted to get the deal done, so she just tolerated it. Didn't tell her husband. Um and this went on. So then Trump invites him to Mar-a-Lago here or there. He's always trying to get her into the bedroom, into a closet. He's trying to fuck her. She keeps saying no. He doesn't that take no sucks. for an answer. Right. Um, he. Uh, at one point, she says he um, took her into a bedroom at Mar-a-Lago uh, while her husband was distracted, talking to Jeffrey Epstein. And uh, he got her on the bed, threw her on the bed, held her down, unzipped his pants, tried to mm. stuff her hand down his pants Drew while he was just heart. telling her, listen, I- I'm going to be the best lover you've ever had. You know, you'll be totally ruined after me. I'm the greatest lover of all time. i got to write this
1: down. Hold on. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Now, um, the story, look it up. It's uh, it's horrifying. It's a lengthy, wow. horrifying, like mind-bogglingly horrifying read. And if it is true, mm-hmm. um The suggestion is that Trump has been seriously broken as a human being for a long, long time. Like I've often said, if you go back and you watch interviews with Trump from the 70s and 80s, he doesn't seem batshit crazy. He's like a sleazy rich kid. Daddy made him rich. You know, he's like, uh, you know, richy rich. Spoiled brat, richy rich. But not insane but not batshit crazy insane. Right. No. Yeah. And it seems, he seems to have become increasingly insane when he was doing The Apprentice and according to reports from people on set, snorting a lot of Adderall because he can't read and he can't concentrate very long. And the Adderall was supposed to help him focus oh. long enough to be able to read his cue cards and stay gotcha. tuned in on set and also oh. to help him lose weight so he didn't look like a fat pig on camera. Right. So and that he, then he became addicted to outer and God knows what else. and um, yeah. and and sort of <clears throat> became increasingly lunatic. And then also, I've often assumed he started to realize when he did the whole wrestling thing, he would appear on WWE, um, mm-hmm. playing a, perso- pers- you know, a persona based on himself, that right. the apprentice thing realized the, this sort of extreme, angry white man thing worked for a certain demographic. If you take that classic wrestling uh, wrestler persona about fuck you, I hate you all. Like I'm the greatest in the world. I take on everybody. You combine that with his apprentice persona and the rich playboy thing, and you put it all in a blender. There's a market right. for that. And he, you know, listen to Rush Limbaugh and Glenn Beck and Alex Jones, and right. so you take a bunch of their rhetoric, which was working for them, appealing yeah. to the extreme right-wing white religious groups, right. and then you add the the, the wrestling persona, or the, that, that it go, and he, and he figured out, well, fuck it, this works. You know, that it was Perfect a cynical. Story. It yeah. was a cynical, I'm going to take all of this. But if he was, you know, running around trying to rape women and uh, in the 90s, uh, the, the way that his stories depict, like, yeah. fuck me, man. Like, So Jean yeah. Carroll, like, the title of her article was, I tried telling this country five years ago that Donald Trump doesn't take no for an answer, and he <laughs> raped me, and now he's raping, then he raped the country, basically. That's brilliant, Yeah.
1: Uh, But he can talk whatever he wants. He can say whatever he wants. But he comes into the White House. They lose the House of Representatives. They lose the Senate. And now they've lost the White House. So he can brag about being a winner all he wants. But by the time he's gone, the Republican Party is going going to be bereft of power. And that's all any politician cares about. So they're not like you said, they're not going to be sad to see the, the back of him go.
0: Yeah, they could have, you know, they should have got another four years to carry out their dirty agenda, uh, which mm-hmm. they've now lost uh, as a result yeah. of him. He brought them victory, but also brought them a disaster. Yeah. Just the the, the finishing point to the rape story yeah, is um, her court case against him, Gene Carroll's for Trump, uh, for the rape case against Trump. I think got stalled by the Department of Justice. Trump, a, a judge, sort of found in favour of her. It was appealed by lawyers for the DOJ because Trump was the president. Mm-hmm. Um, she's saying that once he's out of office and there's yeah. a new DOJ, that uh, that should go ahead again. So, not a only two days from now, he's not only going to be facing the Southern District of New York's uh, going after the Trump organization with all of the evidence that they got out of the chief financial officer and the chief lawyer, Michael Cohen, when they, you know, uh, agreed to give evidence as part of the Mueller investigation. God knows what they've got him. At the very least, you have to think there's tax evasion and fraud, possibly money laundering. Yeah. And now that Deutsche Bank have uh, publicly announced they're never doing business with Trump again, I know Deutsche Bank have also handed over a bunch of stuff to the Southern District of New York AG. So he's got a massive, like, fraud, trial, uh, money laundering, tax evasion coming out of New York, which he can't pardon himself for, even if he wants to, because... It's not a federal crime, it's a state based thing, right? He's got these rape charges coming at him as well, which sound like they've got some serious legs. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an interesting uh, period. Yeah,
1: Trump is not going anywhere as far as the limelight is concerned, but I think we're gonna enjoy this half of the story.
0: And then the impeachment thing's going to go, whether or not um, he gets impeached, we will see. But right. then yeah. you got to think that some of these people that are being charged, uh, particularly if somebody gets um, charged with the murder of the officer, it's in, gonna uh, uh, if Trump can be brought in on civil charges for inciting a riot. That's right. Um, There's always
1: civil charges. Ask OJ.
0: Yeah. They can bring him so, down. It's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating. And of course, any of this happening to Trump is just gonna make his supporters uh even more furious and rampant and uh yeah. just screaming bloody murder. Oh,
1: did you see the guy who wore the horns? He's already asked Trump for a pardon. So that yeah. ought to be interesting. We'll see what yeah. happens there.
0: Well, Trump is apparently giving out a hundred pardons on yeah. his last day. Yeah. Uh, they A ha- lot of people yeah. have been asking him to pardon Julian Assange. Right. The one he should do. I doubt Julian will make the cut, though, because there's I, nothing I in it. There's no, you know, every- he's going to pardon anyone who can do him a favor. I think Julian's going to be able to do him a favor moving forward. He's kind I, of broken, I, I-, I think.
1: I know we're running over, but I'm sure you saw that, one, Rudy Giuliani is not going to get paid his $20,000 a day legal fees, and he can't be Trump's lawyer because he's going to end up being a witness in Trump's uh, uh, impeachment trial. So this ought to be a whole lot of fun for some of us.
0: Yeah. Well, good luck. Stay safe. Um, you got your, got your Nerf gun at the ready. You'll be fine. And. <laughs> right there. Right Shot himself up the nostril with a nerve gun. Wet myself. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I guess we'll be back next week to talk about what happened at the inauguration. Hopefully. I'll be back next yep. week to talk about what happened in the inauguration. <laughs> you may or depending on what happens, yeah, you may different. or may not be uh you too old to get if they if they bring back uh conscription.
1: I oh, you think you're past. I'm
0: uh, past. I'm past. <laughs> if they need anyone small enough to get down into like a rat hole and oh, rat line, and, you know, deliver yeah. stuff, you're the first guy yeah, they're yeah. going to turn to. Yeah. Yeah. What's
1: the pay? We'll talk later. We'll talk later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the show. All right.